Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic and handsome episode of Made Man, your favorite Mad Men podcast, where today, this Friday evening, I just watched season three, episode nine, We Small Hours, and I literally am looking at the end credits right now, so... I obviously remember everything that just happened in this episode. Folks, it's another Friday night, so it's another Friday night episode. I had another long week of work, but there isn't, there's like a horizon. I'm seeing an end coming to these long work days, every day work day. Uh, So hopefully we can get back to the Friday morning before work schedule. That's the plan. Um, But... Today, I finished work earlier and just watched Mad Men, and I am excited to talk about this episode. A lot happened. A lot happened. In fact, towards the end of the episode, I thought, whoa, whoa, that happened at the beginning of this episode? That was, you know, I was thinking of something else, and it was like, that was so long ago, and it all had to do with Don Draper and a little teacher. Now, this little teacher, for months I've said, Don is thinking about her. Don wants her. Don gonna get her. Okay? Don gonna get that teacher. And um, guess what? Well, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. You've obviously seen the episode. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Way, way, way back. Way, way, way back. And I want to say right now, I already forget what how the episode started. I think it either started with a cigarette commercial or it started with Don being woken up. Let's just go from one story to the next. Don Draper gets woken up at all hours of the day by Conrad Hilton. Conrad Hilton is um, a rich, rich, wealthy man who owns many hotels. And in this in this episode, they talk about the worth of the name Hilton and what it means. And I wonder, Connie Hilton, if you could look to the future and see what the name Hilton means today. I mean, yes, it does mean, you know, hotels all over the world, but it also means, uh, dumb, dumb socialites, dumb, dumb rich kids. Um, and it's all because of you, and you know Conrad Hilton in this episode said that um, he thinks of Don as a son or more of a son because he didn't grow up with what his children have, or <clears throat> what his grandchildren or great grandchildren have. Because yeah, they rich, and uh, obviously maybe it had an effect on Conrad Hilton's children. It definitely had an effect on uh, the current generation of Hiltons. But I'm all over the place. So Conrad Hilton uh, calls at any hour of the day. I mean, he will ring you up, and um, that's how the episode started. Betty was having a sex dream. She was on her sex couch, her fantasy sex couch, thinking of, uh, I want to say Henry, I believe is the guy's name. And uh, just as he was, like, touching her, just as he was about to, to make his move, you hear this ringing. And I'm thinking, oh, it's an alarm, she's sleeping. But it was the phone, and Don sleeps further away from the phone. Betty doesn't even wake up for the phone. 
and Don reaches over and picks up the phone. Of course, it's Conrad Hilton. Uh, I want you to come in. I have some ideas, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, he got woken up at four in the morning just to talk to him for a minute. And then he's like, I can't sleep. I'm going to work. So he drives into work. At, you know, it was probably like five by the time he was on his way. And uh, he, who's he see? But that young teacher, he's got it bad. He's got it bad. He's got it bad. He's hot for teacher. Just as I suspected. So he says to this teacher, hey, uh, do you need a ride? He's like, what are you doing, first of all? I don't think jogging was as big of a fad as it is today. Uh, what are you doing? And he, she's like, I'm running. He's like, where? I'm, I'm going home. Well, let me give you a ride home. She's like, that's where I'm running towards. But he talked her into the car, and uh, they they drove for just a bit. And he's like, oh, you have a nice house. She's like, oh, I rent the apartment over the garage. And... Uh, He's like, you should have coffee with me. And she's like, Cam, you know, you you probably had too much coffee. She blows him off. She's still flirty with him, though. She kind of called him out back with the eclipse. Um, and, you know, she's flirting with him, but she's not giving in to him. But she did get in the car. So say what you want about that. Um, but nothing much happens with that yet, except he goes into work. Um, oh, he goes into work, he's sleeping in the office, he wakes up his secretary, it's pretty funny, and he's like, um, you know, I need you to uh, send these ideas to Conrad Hilton, type this up, and I forget, do some other stuff. And she's like, oh, Conrad Hilton already, already, he's not there, he's over here, do you want me to call him? He's like, no, do this, get me a coffee, do this. You know, he talks to her like, he's the, like, talks down to her. Um, but he has... Um, Peggy, and if I'm all over the place, I don't care. He's got Peggy, and he's got the two creative guys, the younger guys, the uh, the the guy with the accent, and the other guy. Um, they come, they they're always a duo, and they work with Peggy, and um, they're going over some of their ideas. And Don really doesn't like any of them. And oh my goodness, this is what happens when I do it at night. I'm yawning. He doesn't like any of the ideas, but he but he's like, there's no deadline with this. So just keep giving me ideas. I'd rather have ideas that stink than no ideas at all. He, he, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. Um, so well, again, there wasn't much Peggy in this episode. She was just there, just there a little bit, just there doing some work. But I do love the office stuff. And you know, the last time when they were in Rome, there wasn't much office stuff or any office stuff really. Uh, but this time we got a good chunk of it. Um, so. He's dealing with Conrad Hilton. Conrad Hilton's always calling. Now, at the same time that this is going on, we got the Lucky Strike people again. This time it's just the sun, and they're shooting commercials. Remember, uh, Don made uh, Sal the uh, commercial director. And we got Harry Crane working down there because he's working in TV. And Pete is in charge of the account, and I'm yawning again. And it's funny, the guy makes Pete uh, smoke a cigarette, and Pete's like, it doesn't agree with me. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, he didn't understand that some people can't handle cigarettes, or why would you not? They're a wonderful thing. So Pete drinks the, you know, drinks. Pete takes a drag from the cigarette, and all he's doing is coughing the whole time. Coughing, coughing, coughing. At the same time, the guy is trying to, he's working with Sal 
the, the client is telling Sal how to direct. He's saying, the guy should look right in the camera. The guy, why is he doing this? Where's he looking? He's a thousand. He, they have a guy take a drag of a cigarette and then kind of gaze off into the distance. And the guy, the cigarette man, Laramie or something like that, um, he's like, where's he staring off into? I don't get it because he's, he's just a rich kid dope. Um, he's like, this is the point. They're staring off the distance. And then later in the editing room, they, you know, the guy, they have what they call scratch track where it's basic audio, put it, cutting the video together and then they can put the real audio track over it. And they're watching it with the editor and then the editor leaves and Sal's kind of looking at it and they're talking and the guy gets really close and he puts his arm around Sal and Sal's like, what are you doing? I'm married, you know? And the guy's like, I get it. He goes, come on, come on, we can lock the door. No one's coming, no one's coming back. Come on. I, he's like, I know what I know. He's like, I think you have the wrong idea. I'm a married man. It's like, uh, I think, uh, okay, I get it. You're at work. Fine. Um, so the guy, Sal blows the guy off. Now, Sal, look, obviously Sal is gay. I wonder if he hasn't come to terms with it yet. Remember in the hotel with the fire? He was like, he, he, he was like this, oh my God, like, he was excited. He was nervous. And it was almost like he'd never done it before. And I was like, has he been kind of closeted even to himself all this time? Not, not accepting what he thinks is happening. Um, even though the Laramie guy seemed to know what was going on. And uh, Don, I mean, Sal didn't give in. Sal, but then he was really frustrated. He slammed down the, uh, the um, film and he was like, ah, I can't do this. I don't know if he was mad that he didn't do it or mad that he was put in that situation. It gets worse. Um, so Harry and Kinsey are watching television. They basically stay around. They watch TV. Harry wants to make sure all the commercials are probably being aired. And he gets a phone call from the guy from Laramie in his hotel room, drunk. And he's like, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to, you're going to have to fire Sal. You're going to have to remove him as the director. And Harry's like, what are you talking about? I can't even do, I can't, he goes, I can't, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to do that. What do you mean? He goes, no, no, I, I can't do that. I, I literally can't do that. He goes, well, you got to do it. You got to figure out a way to do it and don't tell anyone else. And Harry's like, what the frig? And he, t- he does tell Kinsey in the office, but he doesn't tell anybody else, doesn't do anything about it, thinks, thinking he's drunk, it'll blow over and no big deal. And I'm yawning and I apologize. I apologize for yawning. I'm just a tired boy. So that. They're ready to show the client the film. Harry's really nervous. They got um, Sterling, Roger Sterling's there. Harry's nervous. Sal's trying to thread the the projector, and Harry is like, you know, chattering, chat, like he's banging his fingers. And Sterling's like, "What the hell are you doing? We stop doing that? Jesus, it's just a client film. Don't worry about it. It's three minutes long. It's like a couple cuts." And Laramie walks in, and I thought he was going to just look at Sal, stare him down. And that's it. But he, the moment he saw him, he turned around and he walked out. Pete was walking him in, freaked out. What the hell's going on? Roger is like, what the hell's going on? Do you know what's going on? Sounds like, I have no idea. And Harry's like, I have an idea. And he tells him what happened. He says, he called me and told me to fire him. I thought he was drunk. Roger yells at him. He's like, what are you doing? You know, this is a, this, you, you, this is, you, the client tells you to do something. You do it. You, you don't. You don't, you keep it to yourself. If you're in trouble, you go tell, if there's a problem, you go tell mom and dad. And that's basically saying, come tell me, come tell Roger, come tell anybody, Bert. Um, he's like, you need to go to, to Don and tell him to, to 
take care of it and iron it out. And Harry goes out and Sal goes out and they go into Don's room together and Harry kind of tells, you know, there's a problem with Laramie just walked out. He wants Sal fired. I don't know why he didn't tell anybody. And and Don's like, Jesus Christ, because Don's already at the same time this went on. Don got called again by uh, Hilton and brought to uh, one of the hotels, the Waldorf or something to have a drink. Now, Don's been getting these calls in the middle of the night. And when he, this time when he goes, he slows down around where he saw the, the teacher jogging last time, hoping maybe, maybe he'll see her. Um, but he doesn't. And he just speeds off. But he really wanted to. He's been thinking about her. Uh, he meets uh, Conrad for a drink. And that's what Conrad's like, you know, explaining things to him. I want... He said, like, I want this, I want that, I want people to think of Hilton for this, I want to bring the world to people, I want to bring people to the world, things like that. He said campaign, and for a second I thought he meant running for president, I thought this was something, but he, I think he just meant ad campaign. Um, he told, This is where he told Don he thinks of him like more like a son, he really appreciates him. Uh, Don, you could see, actually was moved by that. He, you know, because he's had a pretty crappy uh, father experience, so he was moved. He was definitely moved by that. And then um, he said, "You know, I want, oh, I want a Hilton everywhere in the world. I want a Hilton on the moon." Throwaway line. That's what he wanted. He wanted something about the moon. So, flash forward to um, him having a meeting with Conrad Hilton. Actually, before the Conrad Hilton. So let's go back. So, um, he is in the office. He's been dealing with all this Conrad Hilton stuff. Then he has to now deal with Laramie and he's got Harry there. He sends Harry off to go, you know, whatever, figure it out to go just back to doing whatever the hell he does. Then he keeps, um, Sal in the room for a second and, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Roger fired Sal. He's like, you're fired. You know, this is, this client's too big. You're fired. And, um, Don said, um, you know, Laramie can shut our lights off. They are that big of a client. They're a $25 million a year client. If he wants you gone, you're gone. And they had this conversation where he's like, what happened? He's like, I don't know what happened. He goes, what? Something happened. What happened? And Sal tells him basically tells him that he cornered me. He had the wrong idea. I told him I was a married man. Nothing happened. And Don's like, because you're a married man. Like Don's like, Don saw him in the fire escape with the guy at the hotel. So Don knows that he is probably gay or at least Don has an inkling of it. Um, but he knows he's married or in, in hiding and lying. And he was like, he was probably thought like you, a guy throws himself at you and you don't do it. And he almost was like, it seemed like Sal was like saying, I'm saying like a lot, but Sal was saying, you know, he cornered me. He was being a bully. What did you want me to do? It was almost like, was Don saying, take one for the team. When the client, a client this big wants you to do something, you do it. What if I was a woman? He goes like, it depends what the type of woman it was. So I think Don was angry that, Sal didn't go through with it and then he said something about you people and I was like oh Don you yeah you jerk now unfortunately it's probably what a lot of 
seemingly even people who are good thought because they didn't realize how ter- you know prejudiced or homophobic they are or whatever. Homophobic is it's not a word. Homophobic, um, but just the way Sal, just the way Don treated Sal at that moment, I was like, oh, I just felt I've, I feel so bad for Sal all the time anyway, um, and. He's, you know, he leaves, get me Laramie on the phone. And the last time we see Sal, he's at a payphone and it looks like he's outside a park and it might be, it looked like, I mean, I'm not going to stereotype, but it looked like there were some guys dressed in leather on the background. Like maybe this was like a gay hang and he was like, finally, either he was saying, screw it. I need to go hang out with some, some of my men or he was, or he does this often. I don't know. He seemed to know where it was, but he told his wife he was working late. So I don't know what's going to happen with Sal. I hope I hope we see him again. I hope this isn't the end. Um, you know, they got rid of Freddie, and we haven't seen we haven't seen Freddie anymore. Freddie because he pissed himself. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with Sal. But um, I, you know, I feel I don't feel great about it. Put it that way. Um, at one point, uh, so he's going to get Laramie on the phone, and Roger Sterling comes into into Don's office. I mean, if I'm wrong with the timing and everything, that's okay. So Roger Sterling comes into the office and yells at Don. He yells at him. He goes, I, you know, you got, oh, I know what happened. I apologize. Let's go back. So now Don's finally giving um, the <clears throat> presentation to Conrad Hilton. And it's great. He's got like, you know, when you want to think of this, Hilton. When you want hamburgers, in Hamburg or something like that, Hilton. You want sheets in England, Hilton. It was all about, you know, whatever you want, wherever you want it, all over the world, you can get it with Hilton. That was the idea. And Conrad really liked it. Uh, Peggy and those two guys were all in the room. They were part of the team. Everyone liked it. Don was proud of it. Conrad liked it. But he's like, but where's the moon? I wanted the moon. And at that point, I was like... Don, Conrad Hilton, you are a friggin' weirdo. You you are a psychopath, like, you're an eccentric nut. I wanted the moon? What, what is wrong with you? So that really made me dislike him. I don't know if I like him anyway, but this really made me dislike him. Um, and he's like, I want to talk to Don alone. And all the, all the Hilton people phew, scurried right away. Oh, Conrad says something? I'm out. But Peggy and the guys waited a second, looked at him, and he's like, yeah, you can go. Peggy closed the door and just looked at him like, I hope you're okay. Everything okay? And that was it for Peggy in this episode. Uh, and that's when Conrad's like, you know, you think you, 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 you did a nice job. You want a pat on the back? I asked for the moon. I want the moon. And he's like, Don was just like dumbfounded. He's like, this is good work. This is good. And Conrad kind of just left saying, you didn't give me what I wanted. So then back in in Don's office. Now Roger comes in and says, I just saw Conrad Hilton leaving angry. You don't even let me talk to him. Cause remember he told Bert, I don't want Roger Sterling anywhere near him or anywhere near me with him. In fact, this is their first interaction in a while. And now he's like, I've seen two clients leave angrily in the last couple of days. That does not look good to us. Okay. He got angry at him. What do you want to see? He goes, you're in over your head. Okay. You're too stretched thin or something like that. You're in over your head. You're, you you, he screamed at him. He was angry. He's pissed um, because he's seen clients leave two big clients too. Um, and th- I think that was that for 
the office stuff. So Conrad Hilton liked the campaign, but didn't like that he didn't get he didn't ask for exactly what he wanted. He calls down at all hours of the day. Doesn't get because he needs him and wants him. He thinks of him as a son. Has drinks with him from you know alcohol that goes all the way back to prohibition. He's an eccentric, lonely man. He says he's he, why is he so lonely? All he he doesn't work enough. Don thinks he works too much. Um, but he he basically I guess to get to his level of success, you have to have some weird drive where you get what you want and you do what you want. And then once you have that power, you use it to have your friggin' ad man come to your hotel at any hour of the night to have a drink uh, and come to work at any hour in the morning just to have a drink, just to get to work. Um, <clears throat> doesn't make me like him very much, especially cause I've been working so much these last few weeks, but, but I like the people I work with. That's the difference. Um, I think that covered everything at the office. You know, Pete should be pissed because um, his client got got you know just walked off because he wasn't getting what he wanted. He didn't know the fact that what he wanted was Sal, and once he didn't get it, he wants him fired. Uh, Harry, I feel bad for Sal. I feel worse for Pete. You know, he didn't. You know, he last week he was you know having sex with au pairs. This week he's just dealing with clients and not not being able to handle a cigarette. Uh, so not much there, not much there at all. Um, there was a funny line where Harry, when they were watching the TV that night, he said to Kinsey that his mother-in-law calls him, um, I can't even think of it now, not Matlock, um, Perry Mason, I think. And she's like, Kinsey's like, yeah, because that's her calling you fat. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I think that covered everything at the office. But let's go back. The beginning, 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 all the way back to this episode, it opened up with um, Betty having a sexy dream about that Henry fella, Henry something, whatever, the guy who works for the governor, the guy who kissed her last week or a couple weeks ago. It's been a while. I don't know. Maybe it was just last week. So many things happen in these episodes. Um, so she starts writing letters to this guy. Basically, she writes a letter saying, does anyone read this mail? Then he writes back and saying, uh, not anymore. And then she writes back to him saying, but, you know, I th just, I think, you know, it was nice to talk with you. I haven't written letters much. Seemingly in innocent letters. And then he shows up at the door unannounced. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, I had to see you. Uh, I didn't know what to do. Uh, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he puts his hand on her hands and the door opens. And she's like, what do I say? Uh, and it's Carla who is, you know, the, 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 um, the housekeeper and she helps with the kids. She basically raises the kids and, uh, cause Betty's a, a dope. Um, she's like, he's like, Oh, uh, Carla, this is Henry. I want to say Mills, but that's not right. Henry Mills is the guy from, I think Henry Mills is the character that the boy Bobby plays on Once Upon a Time, so I'm all over the place. But um, he's like, this is Henry something or other. Forgive me. Um, he's here to talk to, from the governor's office. And Kyler's like, oh, okay. And um, he's like, oh, we're, we're going to have a fundraiser here. She's like, yeah, okay, okay. Can you see him out? I'm gonna, I think the bath is running. So she sees Kyler's like, have a nice day, Sarah. He looks up at the upstairs like that bath ain't running. That bath is not running. 
something's going on here. Later on in the episode, she calls Henry back at the office and says, hello, sir. This is in, while her husband's there. Oh, so Don comes home and Carla's there. It's Carla, right? I'm not, I'm not thinking of Carla Tortelli. Um, and you see Betty like, see, this is the opportunity to, to show Carla that it wasn't a secret. So she's like, oh, that man from the governor's office came, but governor's office came by and he wants to have a fundraiser. And Don's like, as long as I don't have to be there, which was awesome. Um, so that was her way of saying, look, I'm not hiding this man. It's not a secret. He's supposed to be here. She calls him. She keeps, she follows up through the whole thing just to, just to cover for why he was there, calls him and says, we will have that fundraiser, sir. While Don was in the other room, just let me know how it needs to happen. Thank you. So they have the fundraiser and guess what? He doesn't even show up. He sends uh, someone else from the office, uh, a, a representative to talk about it. And you could just see Betty really like, what? Where's the boy I kissed? Where's the old man that I kissed? The one who rubbed my pregnant belly when I when I was at that weird party with blackface and Don meeting Conrad Hilton. That was quite a party. A lot, a lot has come from there. And the thing, the only thing that hasn't come out of there was Roger wearing blackface. That seemingly blew open, no problem. Um, so. We see her, and she's like a lot of people wrote checks and gave money, and she's counting out the money, and she's just like, "I'm so sad because my boyfriend didn't come, and that's the only reason I threw this whole party was to see my boyfriend." I'm sad, Betty. Boo, boo, boo. At the party, like Carla's there to answer the door, and one of the women's like, "Oh, she, they're like talking about." Uh, black people and in the South is like 1863 instead of 1963. Oh, one woman did say segregation's wrong, and it's just like you know, willy willy nilly talking about crap that you really have no idea what you're talking about, and just um, really should shut the hell up on the subject. Um, okay, so Carla, then I mean, Betty then gets in the car with all the money, drives it all the way to his office while smoking a cigarette goes into the office and throws the money box at him like you take this money box so like, what are you doing she's like you why didn't you come why didn't you come i threw the whole thing for you why didn't you come because betty is a child who wants what she wants and she didn't get it so she pouted and she threw the stuff at him and he locks the door and says i needed you to come here because you're a married woman and then he starts kissing her and for some reason betty's like yeah i can't do this this is tawdry what are we going to do on the bed when I get a hotel room, this is, this is not, I shouldn't have done this. Goodbye. And she leaves. I don't get it. Now, you'd feel bad for Betty when Dawn was sleeping around on her. Then Betty did some dude at a hotel room. And I said, okay, she deserved to do that because of Dawn. Then Dawn stops messing around. Then Betty starts meeting with boyfriend. I'm thinking, no, Betty, your, your marriage is good. Oh, you know what? You've earned it. You could do whatever you want messing around. But then she doesn't mess around. She got herself the couch to, to sleep on and think about him. She threw the party hoping he'd come. He didn't come because he's married. Because she's married and he, can't, he shouldn't be coming to her. He realizes that now. So she goes all the way to him. Perfect opportunity for them to have sex time. And oh, the microphone sounds better when I hold it like this. And she says, no, I don't want to do it now. I'm like, what is wrong with you? I don't get it. So back at the house. Don gets home one night and, oh, wait, Carla's setting the table and 
throughout the episode, they've had these little blips on the radio. So they had a little blip about uh, Martin Luther King's Jr.'s I Had a Dream speech. Um, and, and the teacher was telling um, uh, Don how she's going to start teaching it at school. And Don's like, do you think they understand it? She's like, I think they do understand it. I think they just want an adult to tell them more about it. Don was fascinated by her. He's like, this was early on when the car, he's like, what, what is, I don't understand you. Are you... Are you naive? Are you just nice? Like it was, he was, he really, that's when he wanted to get coffee with her. And she said, nah, um, but then later on the episode, oh, then he changes the dial and, oh no, the story changes and they talk about two young women who were killed. And those were the, I think it was the young, two young black girls who were killed in a Memphis, wasn't it a church bombing or something like that? Or church fire. I thought it was a church. It was a building in Memphis. And it's a pretty famous case. Uh, and then later on in the episode, this is where I was in the current time, uh, Carla sat at the table and listening to uh, the news story about these these girls who were murdered. And Betty comes in and Carla changes the station. And Betty's like, oh, no, 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 you can listen to your station. What was that about? And Carla explains it a little bit to her. And Betty's like, that's awful. That is terrible. And then she's like, you know, it makes you think, though. Maybe now's not the right time for civil rights. And I was like, Mother F and Betty, you're th- this is what I think Betty thinks. And Betty thinks she's being kind and thinks she's being thoughtful. What she's saying is, all this trouble's happening. All this trouble's a brewing. Maybe now's not the time to try to get your civil rights. Maybe when it calms down. When, it, like, when, the, when the hell is it going to calm down? This shit is happening because they're trying to get their civil rights. This shit is happening so like pushing them while they're getting the civil rights. And and, and Betty's like, oh, you know, I mean, maybe that's not the best time. Look at this. And I just wanted Carla to look at her and be like, what? But she just kind of like just listens. And luckily, Don came in at that exact moment. And uh, nothing much happened from that. I, I think that was that's kind of the end of that inform, that conversation. Um, oh, she's like the kids are up if you want to see them because they just went to bed, but they're probably still awake. So I think I covered just about everything in this episode. Now, in the middle of the night, Don wakes Betty up. Hey, Bets. Um, Conrad Hilton called. I gotta go in. She's like, I didn't hear the phone ring. He's like, I, I gotta go. Now she slept through the phone pretty much the second time. The first time she almost slept through the phone too. So I guess he could use that excuse as you slept through the phone. But the phone didn't ring. No, no, no. Now he went to that house to that apartment over the garage knocked on the door and the teacher was up and answered the phone answered the door and it's Don with his he's got his hat down he looks like fucking Excuse me, language. He looks like Clark Kent. He's like, uh, he's trying to look as suave as possible. And she lets him in. She's like, what do you want? He's like, I can't stop thinking of you. And she's like, I taught your daughter last year. I seen your wife at the grocery store. You live two miles away from me. What are you doing? And he's like, I want you. Doesn't that matter? And he got her. She got him. I don't know. Was it last season? When she's dancing around the maypole and, and Don has his hand in the grass. And my, my, right at that moment, I said, oh, my God, Don is going to get her. Don is going to sleep with her. 
Don is going to bang her. Uh, now, that's very crass. I understand that. But you have to understand, Don sees these women's, uh, these women's, Don sees these women's as conquests. Oh, uh, he saw the Bobby. I will take you. Uh, oh, the, the, like the hippie girlfriend from the first season. I want you now. Now I don't want you. Oh, the teacher. I want you. And he gets what he wants. So Don wants the teacher. Don pursues the teacher. Don Draper gets the teacher and they're kissing. And then the next shot is them in bed, sleeping it off. Realize Don can just wake up and now go to work. He's, he can go straight to work from here because he got up so early. And that's how the episode ends. The episode was titled Wee Small Hours. These wee small hours of the night where your boss may call you, where your child may need 4 a.m. clean, uh, uh, 4 a.m. feedings. But Don's got to go because Conrad needs him. These wee small hours of the night where you will uh, go jogging. And maybe a guy will drive by and Maybe a couple days later, that guy will have sex with you in the wee small hours of the night before you have to get to work. So you're not late. You just left for work early. You just happen to stop and bang your, your daughter's old teacher, right? So I think what we've learned here is Don's got a new girlfriend. We'll see how long, what goes on with that. We see that Conrad Hilton um, is a man who wants what he wants. Sometimes Don tells him this is good and he likes it, but he if he doesn't get this specific thing, he th- kind of throws a wee little temper, temper tantrum uh, because he didn't get exactly what he wanted and he's paying to get exactly what he wanted. Um, now, a guy who didn't get what he wanted was the young Laramie, uh, the younger Laramie Jr. He didn't get what he wanted because he wanted Sal. Sal didn't give in because he, he's pres- professional at work and B, uh, he's married. And C, uh, he probably doesn't want to give in to his uh, what he what his instinct is, is and that's to be a gay guy. He's hiding. He's he's got his wife's beard. And he's living a lie. Um, but is he living a full lie? Yeah, he's definitely living a lie. But he's. I thought maybe he was living a lie to himself too. But it seemed like after he got fired, he knew exactly where he wanted to go, and uh, you know, let off some steam. I guess is the proper, the clean way of saying it. Um, but. Uh, hopefully, for Sterling Cooper's sake, Laramie comes back and deals with things. Hopefully, Sal gets his job back, and this isn't the, this isn't the last we see of him. But I'm afraid it is. Uh, and he was crying in, in the office, and it just felt so bad. He's got a, such a hard friggin' road. Um, hopefully, okay. So Betty's done with that dude. Conrad didn't get exactly what he wanted, so he threw a little hissy. Again, Laramie didn't get Sal, so he threw a big hissy. Uh, and I think that is really it. And Don Don got what he wanted. So Don's the only one who got what he wanted. Betty thought she wanted this guy. Then she just about to get this guy. And then she didn't want him anymore. Don's like, I want the teacher. Find me the teacher. Are you jogging today? You're not jogging today. Are you jogging today? You're not jogging today. Never mind. I'm going to go to your house, knock on your door, and then we'll take you to your bed. And that's why Don Draper is Don Draper. I don't know what's going to happen from here. We only have a few more episodes left in this season. I think we have, what, four more? My friends, we're doing it. We are doing it every Friday, right here at Made Man. Um, so it's interesting to see, uh, is 
Conrad Hilton, the big, he's obviously the big client this year, the big protagonist. Uh, is he going to break down? Because it seems like he is. These weak, crazy hours. Um, what's going to happen with Sal? I feel like I'm just reiter- repeating myself over and over. These are the things I want to see what happens going forward. What's going to happen with Sal? What's going to happen with this client? Who's going to be directing TV if it's not Sal? Is it going to be Harry? Um, is Pete ever going to learn to smoke? These, these are the questions that are going through my head. Is Betty completely done now with this dude? Because they got to give Betty something to do. And they gave Betty someone to do. But she chose not to do it. And I wonder why. We shall see. But we won't see until next Friday. Because that's when you'll hear from me again. Friends, you can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. Facebook is at FansNotExperts. I barely ever post there. The important thing is Twitter and the website FansNotExperts.com. And the most important thing is subscribing and leaving reviews. A five-star review is like taking a long drag of a lucky strike, going to a Hilton, and um, sitting by the pool, and then maybe going to the moon. I don't know. I I really didn't think this through when I started uh, talking about metaphors. But what I would love is if you could send me a five-star review, or any review. I don't care. If you hate me, if you love me, I don't care. Just listen, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Follow me on Twitter at MadeManPod. I don't do a ton there, but every episode will be posted there. That's how, if you need to know. But of course, if you subscribe, then you already know. My friends, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for following along with me on this journey. And until next week, I will see you. Not, I will not see you until next week. It's tired and I'm late. Whoa, that one was real. It's late and I'm tired. Okay, that was pretty awesome. Friends, thank you. Thank you very much for following me on this journey. Until next week, when I continue on my quest to become a made man. I should do the whole episode in this voice. Fans not experts.